0: Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Star Trek, the original series, season 1, episode 27, it's called The Alternative Factor, full spoilers for the episode as always. First up, apologies that we had another week off, uh, which we did not plan, Uh, you can blame Connor for forgetting when his anniversary is, uh, is the culprit.
1: (laughs) He makes it sound worse than it is.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you thought the date was the Saturday instead of the Sunday, which is not as bad as forgetting when the date is, but still. um, But yeah, so alternative factor. So uh, this was actually a really good episode of Star Trek, and it was also a really weird episode of Star Trek. Well, it wasn't actually that weird. It was quite straightforward once it all kind of got going. But the imagery was certainly very weird. When it first hits you with this weird, trippy, Kubrick-esque, fading between stars and blue negative space lighting and... Yeah, combined with the shaking combined with the shaking uh, I, I cracked a joke uh, I, I typed I sent Connor a message saying did David Lynch direct this when it first started going
1: wacky like that yeah and I was a bit ahead of you at this point yeah. I, was like, I said just wait
0: yeah and I don't want to really say why it's even more David lynch as it goes on because that would spoil something yep. else but let's just say there's a lot of parallels that one could make uh, with uh, a certain other Lynch property. So what, what is the Lazarus... the Lazarus. I was going to call it the Lazarus Contractor. There's a character called Lazarus, which is why obviously yes. I said that. Um, but basically something weird happens in the space-time continuum. Gravity and magnetism basically fluctuate for a second, which is, you know, strange, because those shouldn't do that. Those are pretty constant, constant things. Yes. Uh, you know, in the universe. But they, 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 as Spock p- puts it, they blink, and it seems to be related to the life form they pick up on this planet down below, so they go down and check. Turns up to this guy named Lazarus, and he... They have this weird encounter when they first meet somewhere, he's like, oh, there's something we have to go and hunt. There's this mad thing, this creature, this beast that's going to do some bad things, and then he falls. He gets injured. They bring him back up to the ship, and we start to get these weird episodes where he starts freaking out, and it goes into this, like I say, this weird space, negative blue space, cameras shaking, and there's images of two figures in this negative space, kind of choking each other and wrestling, just kind of yeah. for for you know for dominance, really, uh, really really simple stuff uh, within all the the weird stuff wrapped around it. Uh, it basically what it is, is, as the episode's on, you, kinda really, you it becomes clear, there's little hints that show you that there's actually two versions of this person, and they seem to be switching every time one of these weird events happens. One of these episodes, it there's a switch. Uh, the, the main tell of this is that there's a cut in one of their heads, and McCoy noticed that oh he had a cut and then it went away. And then another episode happens, and the cuts back, and it's like, okay, right. So it's not just that he heals quick, because that's maybe the first, but that's what McCoy's thinking. Oh, he's got like superhuman healing. This is insane. There was not even a bruise. That's solid
1: back. logic at that point. Yeah,
0: but then it comes back, and it's like, okay, right. I get it. We're we're dealing with a doppelganger, and
1: and, and Kurt thinks he's just going off on one.
0: Yeah, but then then Spock starts offering him these weird mysteries, like all this weird stuff's happening. There's like a rip
1: in space. Typically, you don't describe things in space as a rip. <laughs> so, <laughs> To be fair, he does say it's a loose and inaccurate way of describing it. It does, but regardless, it's a rip in space.
0: And, uh, you know, weird things are happening. And it's a very heady episode. I actually, I, I love this episode. This was very big ideas, very yeah. wacky. I've got a couple of weird nitpicks about it. Uh, one of which is the worst fake beard in the history of television. It's pretty bad. Not only is it pretty bad, it is inconsistent. Now, I know what you're going to propose here. You're going to propose, oh, it's the different versions of them have slightly different beards. No, 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 no. It changes with the same version, within the same scene, in some occasions, and how thick it is. Some reshoots going on there. There's times in this episode, in the same scene even, right, like I say, sometimes it's within the same scene, where it'll almost be like whiskers because it's so thin. And then it'll like, be really thick and bushy compared yeah. to what it was before. I mean, it's a weird shape of a beard in, in and of itself, which is why it's a fake thing, because obviously no one actually has a beard like that, because it's stupid. But like the consistency of it was absolutely appalling. I, I couldn't believe my eyes
1: as I was tracking this beard. It's pretty bad. I mean, it goes to show that it was quite a cheap episode, I think. Other, like, other than the effects of just, you know, that was all done in, in the poster, but like, in terms of what was there... There wasn't much u- use of sets because they were outside and then they were on the ship. That's about it.
0: No, there was the, the usual sets that they've always got, and then one yeah. little sort of rocky bit.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> so it, it felt like kind of a cheap episode in that sense. I don't care. Right, makes mix up for it. It does. It does. I'm not. I'm not saying. That, I'm just uh, saying. Here's the annoying thing: what's though. going on with the, the beard stuff? It's just ah well, oh, they... whatever we've got lying around. Yeah, But here's the thing: they could have just
0: said, maybe he doesn't have a beard. Problem solved. I, they they could have said done. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's even cheaper. It's even cheaper. Uh,
1: apparently, the beard was essential. It's even cheaper.
0: I'm, that's what I'm saying. If 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 this was an effort to save money, just don't give him a beard. Easy. It
1: that's, was essential. Yeah, sure. Essential to the character. Uh, and
0: the other weird complaint is. So, so, I was just. There's a couple of little small points about how this whole parallel dimension hopping that I don't quite get like it's not really like for example the actual thing like in their ship that lets them travel to the other one it just felt like okay so why why was Kirk the one that traveled like it felt like he was just sort of hanging half into the doorway it wasn't wasn't really like he was in and sealed or anything like that or it's like I don't understand why I don't know it was just it was kind of murky like they didn't really bother really setting anything in stone as to how it worked it was just kind of rough at best
1: yeah, but the concepts were great. So the, oh, the fun. concepts
0: were great. Oh, I loved it. It, it, it was... Yeah, the, the one from our main universe wanted to kill the one from the, the... We'll call it the B universe, Earth 2. We'll call it Earth 2, even though it's not Earth, but same difference. Because uh, they're on some random planet in some part of the galaxy. Uh, but, like, so... Lazarus one from our Earth, Lazarus two from Earth two, right? That's that's how we'll refer to them. So Lazarus one wanted to kill Lazarus two because he became obsessed. Once he knew he existed, he became obsessed, and you get the impression that both of them were doing the same work on both sides. When they ended up, yeah, running into each other because they both got the same kind of ship and they both did that. But for whatever reason, the one on our side, uh, Lazarus one, he he went crazy with the idea that he wanted to kill his doppelganger. Uh, but as Spock and Kirk kind of explains throughout the episode, for anyone who's unfamiliar with the, the theory of uh, matter versus antimatter, and if it ever collides, it causes destruction. And, like, so if if, they, if this actually happens, if they... Now, we see them strangling each other, but it's actually explained quite well later on, where Lazarus 2 is like, no, there's like a sort of doorway. Uh, they, they refer to it as a corridor, which is kind of this blue negative space. And in there, they can interact. But if they ever do it, Actually, in one of the universes outside of this corridor, that's where both of them all cease to exist.
1: That's it. It's quite, it's quite smart, really, because it's you. Know, at that point, there, uh, it's either matter or antimatter, depending on which universe they're in. But this in-between space is nothing, essentially.
0: Yeah, which is why they can both coexist there. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, it, it kind of comes in like so. So when Kirk accidentally travels to the the parallel Earth. Or well, the parallel dimension, I should say, because they're not on Earth. But they, they, he meets Lazarus two, who yes. we have met before, because obviously he's switched. And it turns out he, the reason why he stole the crystals off the ship was because he was trying to make sure the other Lazarus couldn't get
1: them. I, I like how up till this point it really sets up as Lazarus one is kind of the he, he's kind of afraid, and t- you know mm. he, he he seems to be the the good guy almost. Yeah, and yeah. and two seems to be the evil be- version because it, he seems it's kind of what more- it sets up.
0: Yeah, because he seems more confident and smug. And therefore, yeah. it feels like he's probably the bad guy. But he's actually not. He's he's just level-headed. <laughs> it's basically yeah. what it comes down to. Uh, but he explains to Kirk that he, he wants to... If if he can trap him in the corridor and then have Kirk blow up their ship on his side, it'll destroy both ships. And as a result, they'll be trapped in there and there'll be no risk of it ever happening. Uh, but it's actually quite a big sacrifice because as Kirk points out that means you'll be trapped in there forever wrestling with this evil version of yourself or this, or maybe evil's not quite the right word, but more demented version of yourself. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's really quite big ideas. It's, you know, like trying to escape to another universe, being obsessed with your, your copy and try to essentially delete them, like sort of make yourself the one and only again, kind of idea. Uh, I like it I like the imagery i th- I think it looks cool every time it does this this thing where it goes to this negative space, even though it's just a really simple camera
1: trick yeah it's just overlaying the images and you know changing yeah. the transparency it's
0: yeah it's, it's, well, it's, it's negative. nothing com- yeah yeah, yeah.
1: but like, like it's nothing complicated in what's actually going on no but, but it, it looks,
0: looks good. really it it looks really surreal in that, that. Yeah. That lands credence still like what's going on and it's, it's, it's kind of weird it's just it's set sort of great ideas like I just because obviously this isn't the first and last time star trek will do the the well maybe the first time i don't know if we had an alternate alternate
1: universe story yet i don't think we have okay we've so had, maybe the first we've, time. we've had we've had time travel we've mm-hmm. had lots of gods lot, just, lots of god like yeah, figures don't yes I think we've had an alternate
0: but I mean that's obviously it won't be the last time we have alternate universes. Like we're going to. I mean, everyone makes fun of the uh, the evil mustache versions of <laughs> of yeah. all the. Or I say I got goatees actually, goatees, not mustaches, of uh, all the characters, and uh, so obviously it's not the last time. But what what I like about this is that this this one really presents it as a mystery.
1: Yeah, definitely, because like they're even right even at the very end, they're like, oh, I guess alternate universes have been suggested as possible but we don't really know anything
0: i, I just mean in terms of the way it tells its story like we have this guy what's going on okay there's this weird imagery what the hell's happening and it's just it slowly reveals and it's a twist almost that there is an alternate universe and that there's two copies of this person i i really like that tw- idea of that twist mm. that there's two of this person it's actually a really cool little idea yeah it is. Uh, and and it's purely it's all and it's kind of my favorite type of Star Trek where it's all about discovering the unknown. But th- this is less about discovering you know cuz often it will be like a, a type of species or a planet out in the space which I do love. I love that stuff but yes. this is kind of unique in the sense that it's more the, the discovery of a of an idea. Of the universe. That, yeah. That this could have just been on Earth. If they want you could do this episode on Earth.
1: Yeah.
0: Could you, you could have a weird character popping up and then changing and uh, like, you know, the big twist at the end is, oh shit, it's actually been two people and the, the second one's actually the doppelganger from Earth 2. Yeah, it makes Fl- no difference. Flash writers, get on that. I feel like that's a really good idea for an episode of The Flash now that I'm thinking about it.
1: I'm sure I'm sure uh, they've thought about it.
0: Uh, that's, that's, you know, just the end of the episode, the twist. Oh shit, it's actually been the Earth 2 version of Iris the whole episode for some reason. Yep. yep. Either for good or evil means, I don't know. But... Uh, no, I, I just don't really like the idea. I I I like that it poses these all these big big questions. So
1: No, I, I think it's kind of the in terms of like the ideas, it's probably the biggest Star Trek's been so far. Like often it's been you know very simple uh, with its ideas and the time travel stuff's kind of started hinting at bigger things, but this was straight out going, No, nah, this is this is big.
0: Yeah, I think
1: I mean, obviously, I
0: think Star Trek, not always, because I mean, there's so much of it that I'm sure there's tons of silly stuff. And, you know, next season when we get to Tribbles, we'll we'll talk about uh, other types of Star Trek episodes. But I think Star Trek is often theoretical science fiction where it's based on some, the idea that this, yeah, you know, like there's a, an inkling of how this might happen someday. Like, yeah, we don't have transporters yet, but someone's thought about it. You know, scientists who know their, their, their stuff have thought about, okay, this is how it theoretically could be possible, but we just simply can't pull that off. The, the yeah. technology just doesn't exist to actually do it, uh, and some of it's more obviously realistic, and others some of it's more based in actual hard fact, than others. Uh, and like we say, like like Spock brings up, you know, the, the idea of an alternate universe is definitely theoretical science. Like pe- you know, people have pondered this, like as their alternate dimensions, and what, what are they? What, what does it mean? And all these kind of things. But I feel like so much of Star Trek up until this point has been, like you say, simple science fiction ideas they'll let us explore very sort of deep moral questions or social questions and explores Mm. those. Whereas I don't feel like here there's a lot of social exploration. There's maybe a a bit of good character stuff where you have this character who there's there's the the light and dark side to him and the light side's willing to sacrifice himself to...
1: Yeah, I guess it's down to the duality of man.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there is some cool stuff in there, but this one is definitely not. This is a fantastic science
1: fiction idea. This is... That's it. It's it's the it's the difference, isn't it? Like Instead of being a great commentary episode, it's just a great science fiction episode. Yeah, and I am
0: A-OK. And I am I will be perfectly happy if we get some more of these. And I'm sure we will. I mean, if not in the original series, I'm sure we'll get...
1: We'll get some somewhere, yeah. I
0: mean, like I say, we have like three seven-season shows and then a four-season show after this show, so... Plenty, of yeah. room, plenty of room for all that stuff.
1: Plus the new show. Plus the new show.
0: Yeah, but we're not going to wait to cover that. Like, we're going to start no, covering no, that no, as it comes we're out. We're doing
1: that. We're not waiting.
0: Yeah. But, otherwise, we won't get till till like twenty twenty four or something ridiculous like that. But uh, no, I, I really like this episode. I I, I can't compliment it enough. It yeah, may- this is
1: this is one of the best yet.
0: Yeah. It may be my favorite so far. Maybe I I wouldn't. I'd I'd
1: have to think about it. I don't want to go straight out and say that, but it's definitely like top three to five easily.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think. Well, I know something we talked about is doing a top ten episodes when we finish the original series. Is it worth doing like a top five at the end of each season? I don't know. Maybe it might be. I don't know. We'll think about it when we get. Yeah, because we only got a couple left. This was twenty seven. We got two left. I think so, so. Uh. Be curious to see. Like, look back and say, "Okay, what was our favourites of the season?" You know, do we, do we have like a a definitive top? I'm five sure this one?
1: this will definitely be in that discussion.
0: Absolutely, I, re- I really like this one. This was big ideas, cool visuals, uh, anything that dumbfounds Spock is usually a good time. <laughs>
1: this is true,
0: unless it's dumbfounded by human nature, in which case that's just normal. It's
1: still, pre- it's still pretty fun. Though. Yeah.
0: That that's just Spock in a regular day though. If it's a science thing that dumbfound Spock, it's like, oh boy, okay, we're heading into la la land here with this one. <laughs> yeah. uh, so no, good, good, good stuff. Uh, actually, small small note on one scene. Uh, I do think some of the extras could use some work in terms of their acting abilities. Uh, there was a scene where Lazarus is sitting in you know in the, in the rec room where they all have their they come in yeah. and play games and stuff, and. Uh, there was one extra. Was, there was a there was a, a, a female extra who we did actually see another scene on the bridge, taking an order from the captain, uh, from Kirk, uh, and she she's already sitting down. Another female extra walks over and sits down, and then this male extra comes in and sort of puts his hands on the table. It's like, "Hey, how are you?" And I thought it was going to be like a he's like flirting with him scene, and it wasn't. It was just this was the way he'd played it. this was this was his. <laughs> The way he phrased this question, the way he put his hands on the table, it was like, "Hey, ladies, I'm going to try and press you." Hey, I'm like a pimp dad Maybe he was going to, but then he 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 chickened out. And instead, he just says something about the coffee, uh, and she says, "Yeah, I know it's bad, right?" And yeah, uh, uh,
1: what, what I think happened is he said it like that, thinking he was going to hit on them, and then they were just like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever," and he was like, "Quick, change course." Can't do that anymore. Wait, do you think that was the character making that
0: choice or do you think the actor thought, I'm going to play this like I'm fluttering and then he just Hello. got nothing back? I have no, I have no idea,
1: but e- either. could be It could be amusing either way. I don't, I don't think the director could give a damn at that point. <laughs> Possibly <laughs>
0: not. Possibly not. Uh, so, no. Uh, I think it's also worth noting that, if, if we're going by the theory that this is a cheaper episode, uh, a few of the main cast members are missing. No Sulu, no, yeah. no Scotty. Yeah, it was pretty much just... Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. Yeah, and obviously Lazarus, who's our yeah, who's our uh, main guest star uh, with his ridiculous fake beard of varying thicknesses and. Uh,
1: I, I do think, though, it's it's interesting that this is a cheaper episode. But I think by the look of it, and I think it's often that maybe that's what kind of comes up with a lot of these good ideas because they're forced to be creative, and, and that often leads to you know some great ideas.
0: It's really funny watching it now with that mindset, though, because cause obviously by our standards today, they all kind of look cheap in a way. If that makes sense, like, yeah, sure. Like you know, for them, an expensive episode was like, oh, we get to have some big sets with some nice big backdrops, and it's like that still looks cheap to us now because it's you know, it's nineteen sixties TV. Yeah. Uh, so to us, we almost don't even see the benefit of that. It's like almost we do appreciate the better ideas and the writing way more than we do.
1: Right, and but that's yeah. I think the I think constraints in the budget force the creatives to do something different and it's like okay what can we do that's cheaper and it, it, at least you know all right well, we can just do some cheap visual effects rather than actually having to build anything
0: yeah uh i i just, is kind of, i love science fiction stories like this where it is all kind of theoretical and there's very little visual effects to go with it uh i recently watched a, a movie called uh coherence which was kind of about alternate dimensions and it's basically a movie with a group of characters at a dinner party, and it all takes place in the house, all of it.
1: They good.
0: I, I liked it a lot actually. It was, I thought it was a really smart little rent movie. Nicholas Brendan's in it, who was on the hit television show uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
1: Mm-hmm, very good. You had to get it in as a lot, didn't you? <laughs> but it was. Lucky, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, how recent was this movie?
0: Uh, twenty thirteen. So not oh, fair a, enough. A couple of years, not a lot. Uh. It's pretty solid, and again, along those lines, I'd say, I'd say that's a more polished version of something like Primer, which I think's still worth watching. But it's a Primer's very dry, though. It's good science fiction and very heady, but it's also very dry. It watches like a textbook at times. Uh, still worth seeing if you like that kind of thing, though. Hmm. Uh, but no, this kind of hard sci-fi, low budget. It's just people in a room, but you have the idea, yeah. and you just let it let the idea work.
1: I think I think what it is is then you can't rely on the visual spectacle, you have to have the idea to be, to have something good. Yeah. Whereas if you've got, you know, the, all the budget, you can kind of just cover it up and it's never going to be as good, but it can, it can seem good because it's got, you know, it looks good. Whereas if you've got the idea, that's all you need. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, and I always appreciate that. It's just one of my favorite things about low budget films is when they just have a simple idea. Like I, that's why I kind like, I like ball stories a lot of the time. I like, I love the idea of like, or you just get a group of characters in a room and make it engaging and make it fascinating and to the point where it's even more engaging than the, the biggest budget film with battles of
1: thousands of people. But yeah, no. It's cause, uh, that's it, because you're forced to. Because you've got nothing to cover it up. You you have to have great conversation. Cause... That's it though.
0: I, I, don't want to, I, I don't want to dispute part of your phrasing there. Or at least not, not your phrasing, but your... I don't think every time it's happened it's because it's been forced upon the, the filmmakers. No no
1: no, I just mean yeah if 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 you could right like, let's say you are oh, you you've got no big expensive battle scene, so you've just got dialogue. By its nature, your dialogue has to be good. Like it has to be good. Yeah, great. but
0: I I do I I don't want to point out though that some filmmakers will want you, to you, have that type of movie oh, and would yeah, rather do yeah. that.
1: Oh of course. I yeah, I don't mean yeah. this is because they can't have that. I just mean yeah. even even if they make the choice to do this this instead of having that, that choice still means their writing has to be good. It has to be excellent to keep you engaged.
0: Hmm. There you go. That's the alternative factor. Uh one of my favourites of the show so far. Uh loved it a lot. So uh let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at mail underscore Fudge for channel updates head over to patreon.com slash TV if you want to support the channel and everything we do here. Uh, part of the perks of going over there and signing up is you get these episodes of Star Trek reviews uh, a week early. So yeah, so there you go. That's something something nice. Uh, but otherwise, guys, that is us. So thank you very much once again for watching Keep Watching TV and we'll see you next time.